Hey, this is Kenny Wilkerson from the band Nova Rex, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Sorry, I just caught I just caught Chris Chris douche fluting on camera. See, now I go from those glasses to the rock shades. Oh, that's nice. What, yeah. I can I I can see myself in your shades, oh, man. man. <laughs> now I can do it without it. I got you. Well, dude, when you get old, you start working on this stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Hey, appreciate you. How are you today? Uh, no, I'll be honest with you, dude. I've been sick. Oh, really? But, um, yeah, for almost two weeks, man. But uh, now I'm fine. So uh, just got a cold. And then, uh, but I got, I got like 48 hours to get my legs on because I got to drive seven hours Thursday to Atlanta to do a gig. Nice. Yeah, man. Where are you, where are you located? Orlando. Oh, okay. I'm in I'm in Orlando now. Yeah, my 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 band lives in um, like St. Pete, Tampa area. Okay, that, I've spent Which, 15 you know, years down in St. Pete. Yeah, hour and a half. You know the deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah and no, our, our we're, we're playing we're playing this Saturday in Atlanta, Georgia, at front uh, front. What's it called? Fury Fest Harley. But uh, July 1st, I'm at the Amway. Oh wow! So you guys are getting out That's there. Cool, right? What's it like being back out on the road? Uh, it's been, um, it's just been kind of weird, you know, uh, uh, it's been okay. I mean, you know, I have good days and bad days, but it's kind of, you know, just still hit and miss a little bit out there. Right. I don't know do what you say. How do you mean hit and miss? Um, because of the whole COVID thing. Yeah. I mean, we're just now coming back out, but there's, it's still kind of a little bit weird, you know, just a little, oh, yeah. not full go everywhere. You know, in Florida, it's uh, it's pretty well go because you know we're we're you can play outside every day basically, right? right. But um, and we're more, a little bit more like the wild wild west here when it comes yes. to the whole COVID thing. So there you go. But you know, if you go up more up north or whatever, it gets a little weirder. Yeah, I, I went to Gojira Deftones at the Anthem in D.C. Uh, two weeks ago. Yep. And like. Place is going crazy, but there's probably still forty or fifty percent of the people in there wearing masks. Well, and, and that's the ones that are that's the ones that are going out. Yeah, yeah. There's still a little bit. It's still not all hundred percent back to normal yet. You know? Yeah, I think it'll take a while. You know, people are still pretty freaked out. Well, I know you got monkeypox and everything else, right? I mean, it just keeps coming, right? Yeah, I don't know. My mom just got COVID, and it was freaking brutal, man. I would never wish that on my worst enemy. <laughs> right. I'm, yeah. I'm, no. Yeah. Are we even taping yet? Oh yeah. Oh, we're on. We're live. We're going for it. Hey, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's Jack Daniels in that Coke you're drinking. You know what, man? This is how rock and roll I am today. That is great Kool-Aid. Oh. I haven't had Kool-Aid since I was a kid. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, it's either that or you know, soda or beer, right? Right. It. Oh, it's it's early. So yeah, I get it. No, so, no, no. Let's talk about uh, Novarex. Time is up for you. Yes. The newer video out. Now that it's out, what's been the response to it so far, and how do you feel about it? Um, I'm, I'm very excited about it. You know, it, for me, it just, 
music business is so weird. It's not like back in the day where you could just put out albums and albums and albums and albums. Now it's more like, and I've seen a lot of bands do it, single, 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 single. So you try, <coughs> excuse me, try to do that. But no, the response has been great. It's been out for literally 30 days and we're at 88,000 actual views. Nice. So uh, so I'm excited about that. And then that's, that's going to lead into the um, documentary. Right. Novarex and Dang Cheesy. There's a little poster I got. Oh my God, that's cool. Um, and uh, that will be released, uh, well, not released, but our first movie premiere is July 13th. Wow, where are you, where is it premiering? In Florida. Um, we're, we got a radio station in town that's going to uh, give out tickets. So you got to win to get in. Are you guys planning oh, on putting so that cool, on the uh, film circuit, like the independent film circuit? Well, you know, so again, back in 2010, 11, I did the Novarex um, Ain't, Easy Be- uh, Ain't Easy Being Cheesy. And what happened out of that was a glorified home movie. I, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I put it together. And after I got it together, it was like, you know, where are they at now, that kind of stuff. And I was like, because I had so many, so much VHS tapes from back in the day. And what's really wild about that, not everybody did. Now, go try to track down a whole bunch of Bullet Boy stuff from the late 80s. It's just not out there. No, right? it's People not. That, you know what I mean? So I happened to do a bunch of TV. I was, I was hustling in my early 20s. So I had all this kind of stuff. And then we put it together. I sent it off to Showtime. And then that ended up getting picked up by the documentary channel that owned that. And what was wild was the acquisition person in, in Nashville on the documentary channel was from Indianapolis, which, which I'm from. So she knew the band. She knew the history. She knew some people that were in it. So uh, that aired for two years on the doc channel, which was direct and dish TV, like 35 million homes. And it played a lot, man. I mean, it played 60 times probably in that two-year period. But then as soon as that they got bought out by Pivot. Then what happened was I ended up getting a deal with uh, a company and they got it on Netflix. But here's the catch on that. This is 2012. That's back when Netflix was still 50% of the business was mail-in DVD. Right? <laughs> Remember that? You used to be able yeah, to mail in a DVD. Yeah, yeah. You could hold it as long as you want. And then when you send it back, they'll send you your next one. Yep. So we were part of that thing. But it did end up getting into some Walmart and stuff. So with that being said... I did do a couple of film premieres back then, a couple of festivals, but I didn't really know what I was doing. You know what I mean? And so this time around, I have a lot more knowledge and the doc is actually good. I mean, at, what I did is out of the first 70 minute documentary, we only used about 20, 20, uh, 20 minutes of the footage. And that was just because it was all classic stuff. You know right. what I mean? That I, just, I don't, I gave it up. And then from there, it just talks about everything that's happened since. Just the craziness of being in a, 80s metal hair band in 2022. Yeah. I want to, I want to see this. Yeah. It's, it's really good, man. It's the ups and downs. It's the crazy thing. And, and this one's going to be called, have you seen Ain't Easy Staying Cheesy? Yeah. I, saw I always that. think the rock and roll business. It's just goofy, man. Everything's goofy. So when you guys play, do you, do you notice like a generational split? Like, do you have like super young people? And then I do like, now. I do now. So it's funny, you know, because now it's, you know, it's all, you know, I always make a joke. I, I'm, we're the band that your mom told you about, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, and we live that same kind of lifestyle. I mean, the only thing, the difference between us, and like I said, and even in the dock between us and a band, say like a Motley Crue, is first of all, we didn't do heroin. But second of all, it's just a matter of how many chicks we had after the gig, right. you know? And <laughs> yeah. I, I make a joke, I said, you know, they might have had a couple hundred, we only had 20. <laughs> There's only four guys in the band. Right. <laughs> so we sort of lived that whole kind of lifestyle. And then, um, you know, just 
went from there. I mean, I don't really know what to say. Just all the craziness that happens, you know? Yeah, it's hard, but it's hard to stay on the road. It really is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. The pressure. To... Well, I got that too because I book half the damn gigs. But yeah, between that and travel, and, and now with gas going up $2 a gallon since I booked this gig right. a month ago. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, oh, wow. You know, I got three vehicles showing up to this thing. You know, right. And the guarantees so, don't go up. So yeah, you're, you're, you're underwater there. Right. Yeah. Well, you can be, I mean, you know, it's rock and roll. You don't really know, you know, sometimes things change. There's always a little bit of movement. You know, I always say, you know, it, rock and roll is about 80% perfect. You expect a 20% F up some, at some point, right. something, if it's production, rooms, gas, blow a tire, whatever, you know, but uh, no, we still we still do it, man. We still have the van and trailer and hit the road. So, oh, that's awesome. So, oh, but I didn't even answer your question. You know, your question is this. So, yeah, we have a bunch of milk now, right? Of course, right? I mean, who doesn't long long haired rocker eighty guys, right? But it's funny. I did a show uh, last year at a place down here in Florida called Leesburg Bike Fest. Big, pretty big turnout, and and uh, we played it. And I had a couple of these like twenty something little cutie pies that come up to me, and they're like, "Hey, man, just to let you know." We know a band that stole your move. Well, in the first song, we always do that little rocking back and forth move, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, uh, I was like, I was like, who'd we steal it from? You know, is this funny, right? Because some band called Judas Priest. <laughs> My God. That's who we stole it from. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just kind of funny how silly like that. But it, it is wild how it does come full circle. And the circle is hitting right now. That's why you see bands like Warrant, et cetera, back out on the road, right? Right. So that's that's happening, and uh, you need to go see these bands now because there's a lot of them that don't have all the members anymore. You know, these people, some of these bands are getting a little bit older, right? I mean, I grew up looking at Ozzy. I mean, how old's Ozzy now? Ninety. Yeah, you know, right. so you just have to, you know, so that's that's kind of fun. Um, but just trying to keep the the rock and roll alive. I mean, why not? It's, I only know one way, man, and that's a hundred percent go. You know, turn to ten on everything, whatever it is. Right. You know. Make it make a joke. So, now we, you know, a lot of guys wear like the little bike chains, right? So I got a couple guys in my band that got a bike chain. Well, then I showed up with one that hit the floor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or I'll come with one. I'll have five. Of them. Not you know, not just one. Got to go five, right? Five on each side. I don't even care. Just keep amping everything up. So that's that's kind of the only thing I know how to do is full go. So that's great. But yes, we do get a lot of younger crowd, and and the thing is now that '80s metal is freaking. It's classic rock. I mean, turn on your, you know, when we were growing yes. up, I'm assuming that, you know, we're listening to Zoom, things like that on classic rock. Right. And now you hear Bon Jovi, Def Leppard. So right. that's, that's the difference. But it's pretty funny how you can see these kids now wearing Motley Crue t-shirts and stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. 20 years old. Yeah. And they're like, Blows. how'd you know Motley Crue from the dirt? Yeah. <laughs> they, it ain't because of the right. It's because of uh, the, the Netflix, YouTube right. documentaries, right, Bruce? I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, I do. So you get it. It's, it's, yeah, so I was trying to explain to my guys. I said, "Look, do you understand that the documentary that we're getting ready to release is kind of bigger than a record deal? Because because record deals, you know, they're only there's so many, you know, there's just like two companies that own almost all the radio stations, right? That's why right. we have our own thing, and uh, they only play the bands that are going to spend money on. So there's not that kind of airplay anymore. I mean, if if a band like say, I mean, even Bon Jovi, I mean, you seen what he did on his last tour, right? He put an album out and he gave away the deep or the CD." with the concert ticket right great move because they're hard to sell anymore i mean i had somebody give me a, a, a cd a month ago and i don't have a cd player in my car on my computer i don't have one in my house right me either I, for years so here's a question i have 
being an 80, 80s rock band, there used to be all those like 80s shredder guitars. Right. You know, and I noticed in your videos you're playing like strats and tellies and or and Les Pauls yeah. and stuff. Right. You, what, you want what? the reason behind that? Yeah. Well, okay. First of all, you've seen my bass. I got I got I got a GL that's all gold sparkly, and then I had that. Yeah, yeah. Pretty badass, right? Yeah. Um, but the guitar player, he's he's is just a Fender guy. I mean, he's sponsored by Fender. He's been Fender from day one. So yeah, I, it's been mentioned before. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right, a fender, I'm a Fender guy too. You don't see it. I have an Ibanez here, but I have two Fender Strats and I got two Fender basses, and those are like I just use them nonstop. I just love them. But like, whenever I've watched '80s bands per se, they always had like the Kramers and like the Jacksons and like the yeah. Shredder necks. You know, like the really right. thin stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we also used to wear spandex too, right? I can't do that anymore. <laughs> well, you could. I could. You just wouldn't want to see it happen anymore. Dude. The first, the first thing, you, first thing you go when you get old is your ass, man. It'd just be like, eh, be hanging like a yeah, a little Tim peach. Them days, <laughs> days were over, man. Then you know, it's, yeah, no, funny. Tuck the pants in the boots, right? Yeah. Hey, so what's it like having? No, no, we're. I, I mean, I think we keep it pretty real. I mean, we're pretty close. We still do this. Yeah, go ahead. All right, I just some weird delay, but what's it like having John back in the band? Uh, awesome, dude. I mean, I am so excited about having John. You know, I, I was trying to get him in day one, and uh, we did a couple of gigs, and like I said, uh, he got uh, he got uh, auditioned to, to to audition for the babies. They were putting the babies back together. You know, they used to have John Way, Jonathan Kane from Journey, etc., and uh, they got Tony and Wally in there, the guitar player and drummer. And, uh, and, and those guys have got their own claim of fame, even on side of that. I mean, uh, uh, Tony played drums with Rod Stewart during the heydays, man, right. you know, during his prime. So, but, um, yeah, he, I, and it just happened. He got that gig. And then, um, I was actually there for the audition, believe it or not for him. And I'm like, the guy's name's John. So, I mean, you can't get any easier than that, but, uh, yeah, no, it's been great. I mean, he, just a, a different thing. They asked me from the last singer to the one I have now. And I went from basically being kind of a rat type of band you know, that kind of yeah. being that way to being more like a more white snakey, you know what I mean? To where I can do that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. which if you see over the years, uh, and we've been through some singers, 37 years, that it kind of went like that a little bit, you know, sleaze right. rock to kind of AOR at one time to, you know what I mean? But we've always kind of kept it kind of metally. I mean, if you got long hair and you wear an eyeliner, you're pretty much hair metal at that point. Yeah, right? I agree. But yeah, no, it's been great. And then, and John, and and then he went and did a couple albums with the babies. I mean, he's done an anthology two album. He did another album. He's part of the cast at Rating the Rock Fallout in Vegas. And the one thing I found out, which was crazy, didn't even know about John, and I've known him for you know ten years, is um, he actually did the, the the soundtrack to the Mighty Ducks two soundtrack. For oh wow! Yeah, you know what it was? It was they had a. He told me the story because he was in California. They did the. Uh, the what's it called rock the pond or whatever that's they call it the pond right where the ducks played and yeah, yeah. so somehow that all hooked up and it, so they put out a, a, an album for the soundtrack and of course it's got queen and get gary glitter all your you know basically anthony right. kind of sports songs and he's the only one that had an original that wrote it's called rock the pond oh. went platinum kind of yeah. cool right that's really that's cool. awesome yeah i don't have a platinum record yet so. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got one. I've got one last thing for you, and then I'll turn it over to yeah. Chris. But I, I, I see you did a cookbook, Rock and Recipes for for Autism, which I think is fantastic. And I don't know, you probably don't know this, but I've done two rock and roll cookbooks. 
uh, for those about to cook and for those about to cook pure metal that came out, I don't know, a dozen years ago or so. So that was kind did of, you I, heard that? That interesting. I did not do the, uh, I did not okay. do for the charity thing. So I, I, how did you get involved in it? And um, what's a hundred percent. So what happened was um, I, I have, I have one son, he's 20 years old and he has um, um, Asperger's, you know, form of autism. Uh, I had him in autistic school during middle school even. So, I mean, uh, so I've kind of dealt with it that way. And then um, just going to different events, I kept seeing this uh, charity called We Rock for Autism. It's a 501C out of South Florida. Mm -hmm. And they kept showing up these events. And of course, I'm autographing stuff and sending stuff. And I just became friends with a guy. And after I understand what they were trying to do and accomplish, you know, with music therapy and things like that, um, then I had a radio show uh, for a couple of years and then the FM radio show. And then when I was doing that, I was interviewing these different guys. And then one guy, uh, famous bass player. Well, I know a lot of bass players, but they, they were, he was telling me, Hey, I just came back from New Orleans myself. And he's like, I'm from there. I got this jambalaya recipe. It's hundred years old. Let me send it to you. So it kind of became a thing. So after I collected about 20 some recipes on my radio show, then I, and I had the charity. Then I thought, well, what else is there to do? we got to put this together. It's never really been done. So, um, I just reached out to the, you know, the ones I had, then I reached out to rock and roll community, mostly friends, obviously. And uh, they were all very cool about doing it. The only thing that was crazy about it is how expensive this is. You could buy a brand new car by yeah, how much it cost me to put these books together. Is that still available? And, 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 you want to pick it, it up? Out, yeah, it came out in the middle of COVID. So I kind of got stuck. You know, I was going to do this little PR on it, but everything was closed. But um, what you go to is this rockin' without a G, rockin' recipes for autism.com. Tells you why I did it, when I did it, how I did it. Shows you a few flip pages. It's got, um, it's 127 pages. It's almost a two pound coffee table book. And then what it will do, each artist has like two pages, for instance, like say, let me get you, let me get you one. Here's a great one, Steve Lukather. Mm -hmm. Nice. Then, then it'll, it'll have his little thing. Or I've got, say, like, um, here's Joey Allen from Warrant. Right. Wow. It's, it's basically his mom's uh, sauce you know, that's from Italy, like a hundred years. I mean, Joey was really cool because Joey actually bought a bunch of books for Christmas. Oh, that's great. Eddie from Twisted Sister. Yeah. Ricky Rocket. You know what I mean? So it just kind of went down from there, but it'll say like here, I've got, um, oh, here's a good one too. The late Frankie Benelli. With his oh. But it'll say, it'll give you a little bio on him, you know, like I have one where it'll say, oh, when he was growing up, he was playing on pots and pans, and now he cooks for his family. You know, it has that kind right. of PG, fluffy nice. little intro, and then it gives you the, the recipe and usually why it came from. And so, yeah, I was um, 57 uh, artists in the whole thing. That's wonderful. That is very cool. Yeah. I thought it was a great idea. So, I mean, it's still – and the thing about a cookbook, like we say, talking about doing the new video, the video has been out for 30, 33 days, and it's up to about 88,000. Well, that's – that's, I mean, that's the life of a video. I mean, I can stretch it out another month and get another few thousand, but with a cookbook, they don't expire. You know, um, my fiance, she's, uh, she was from uh, Georgia, raised in a kitchen, and she's got the Martha Stewart cookbooks and all oh, that. Sure. And you, still pull them, you still pull them out. You know, even, I mean, you know, even with the internet, cook. you still pull out those cookbooks. Yeah. Right. So all that stuff is out there. I just never did the big uh, distribution deal with it. I thought we could just sell them online and get the, the bands to help promote and right. stuff. But then again, it came out in the middle of COVID. Yeah. And now it's not brand new, you know what I mean? So it's a year and a half old or whatever. So. Right. But yeah, definitely. And, and it's twenty nine ninety five. Very inexpensive. Beautiful. Very cool. Probably, got, probably got 50 bucks for it. Yeah, absolutely. 
And you've got Frankie in <laughs> there. For a great Frankie, it's the immortal, know, uh, the immortalized Frankie that we had him on the show, what, just before or just when he found out, right, Chris? Right. Yeah, it was just, well, not when he found out, but when he announced it. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we phoned him and he didn't know we were supposed to phone him. So the publicist gave us his phone number. We phoned his wife. Oh, picks wow. Up. So very He's uncomfortable like, for a minute, huh? It was his wife picks up. Hello. Right. And, and Bruce like, hey, we're uh, phoning for an interview with Frankie. She's like, what? He doesn't have any interviews. Bruce like, ah, well, I got the number from insert publicist's name here. Right. One, one second. And you hear her yell. Hey, Frankie. <laughs> phone, right? And then he comes down and he kept us on the phone for an hour just talking the whole time. Unbelievable he's, guy. He's de definitely. Yeah, that's why I say go out and see these bands now. Go support these bands. I mean, yeah. you're not, you don't really hear them on the radio anymore. You know you know that. I mean, it just yeah. doesn't happen. So the, the best thing to do is to go see them play live. That's what's left. Yeah. So go see that. Enjoy that. Support, your, support the bands. And support your local guys too, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but a lot so, of these legends we don't have much time with because they're twenty years older than us or something. I know, right? I just did a thing the other day. Uh, I'm kind of a geek when it comes to Louis Sars, right? I did. I interviewed him on the radio station. I geeked out on him a little bit because I, I told the story like in 1982. I seen uh, the Aussie concert right after they replaced right. Randy Rhodes with Brad Gillis. You yeah. know, what, a 15 year old kid that changed his life, man. It changed my life. I mean, I really yeah. thought they were superheroes. Right. You know, and uh, I uh, I seen him. He played he played it uh, last week. And uh, I mean, Rudy's 71. I know. I'm like, wow. You know what I'm saying? That's like yep. my mom's age. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so go, go see Same him. with guys like David Coverdale, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they say. It's his last. This is the last. You know, I mean, the guy can still sing like a motherfucker, too. That dude can sing in his sleep, man. You know what yeah, I mean? dude. That's a different level of vocalist, right there. Let's be real. Right. It's like saying Ronnie James Dio or freaking uh, right. You know, dude from Queen. Yeah, you know? I think you're right. Same category. Yeah. No. I, yeah. Seeing so that, seeing um, I saw White Snake open the Girls 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 tour. Open for him. Yeah, White Snake open for the open for crew. Oh, okay. They blew him off the stage, probably. And the, I wouldn't want to get after them. No way. Oh my God! I'll never forget. When he's like in the still the night, and he's just like, and he just all the way up, and I was just like, oh my god, you know, like this is right. fucking crazy. Well, he's he's the bar though, right? I mean, yeah. you know. Oh yeah. I put him there. Him, Steven Tyler, same thing. You know, yeah. you guys are getting there. So yeah. So yeah. with that being said, like I said, we're oh no, Rex does is we just like to uh, you know present that time frame. You know, obviously, you know, or songs and this and that, but uh, still just trying to give everybody that rock and roll show, man. So where are your next shows? You said I, one in Atlanta? Uh, it's actually in Conyers, Georgia, which is 20 minutes from Atlanta. Uh, we play this uh, Saturday, the June 4th. And then our following gig after that will be July 1st at the Amway. What we did, we go over there. There's uh, They have the Arena Football League, the Predators. Mm. What we'll do is we'll, I did it last year. It's pretty fun. I mean, it is the Amway, right? So uh, big stage, pyro, all that. Uh, they set us up in the end zone, and we play like a 30-minute pregame thing, and then we'll, it's basically all about the halftime. And great exposure, right? That's so cool. We'll, 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 well, you know, the, the thing that I like about it, the, is this an ego thing, but they have a 40-by-60-foot digital sign on the side of the Amway right off of I-4. I mean, it's right yeah, there. Yeah, I've seen it. Right? And they put our banner up there for 
That's that, and then it'll go to Elton John. Then us. <laughs> nice. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. That's all I've got. And then, and then the next, thing, the next thing is we'll have, we have a private. Show. Sorry. I'm sorry, what's that? No, no, sorry. Go ahead. I interrupted with the delay. No, I just say, and, and the last thing we got coming up is uh, July 13th. We're doing a uh, our movie premiere in uh, Winter Park, Florida, at the Loma. Uh, what's it called? Loma Cinema. And how do people? enter to win those tickets you know i haven't really figured it out because it's only 120 seats and i think what i'm going to do is uh i have a radio station probably two of them one in orlando one in daytona that'll probably give them away cool yeah gotcha. uh, so because you got you got to have a little skin in the game you know what i mean yeah, oh, yeah absolutely right so that that should be fun perfect i've got nothing awesome. else chris me neither thanks for for chatting with us i'd never heard of this band until and now i fucking love you guys oh i appreciate it man we're, so we're just you know, we're off. We're not recording, right? Yeah, I am, but I'm editing. Recording? Don't worry. Yeah, we're always recording, but oh no, edit. no, I'm just saying we're we're kind of like we're kind of like the London band. You know what I mean? Like you know, remember London? I do. Yeah, California. yeah. We're like that in the Midwest. That's I mean that's sort of how we you know what I mean? We're sort of run, like we're we're like that in in between thing. You know, yeah. one day you can see us be direct support for Cheap Trick, and the next day you can see me go on at noon at Rocklahoma. Right. You know what I mean? So it just kind of bounces around but uh, just keep still going. And trying to make new memories yeah. that was the thing about this band i said look i'm not, i don't want to be the guy and tell you about all the crazy ass stories over 37 years and i've got them you know right. what i mean i've got them but i was like let's go make some new ones that's fucking that's a that is a great way to end this podcast right absolutely there. That, that's that. very positive yeah. and you can always check us out at nova novarexrock.com follow us nova. on all social media Awesome. And hopefully, hopefully by the end of summer, you'll see us on uh, Hulu or Netflix or something. So. That'd be great. I hope so. I want to watch this movie. It'll happen. Uh, I'm nowhere near Florida, so I can't go watch it, but I want to see it. It'll happen. It'll be out there. Thank you, my friend, for taking the time. This I appreciate is, yeah. it. When will this air? When will you put it up? A couple weeks. Just send me the link, bro. You know the deal. We'll do. And I'll share it. All right. Got it. Thank you, sir. Cool. Thank you. Cheers. Thank Cheers. You. All right. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from NoFX, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.